Hello, happy Sunday, sisters. This is Danielle, Daniel from San Diego, California, and I am here with Kirsten. Hey, guys. How are you? Happy to be here. We are so glad you are joining us for this Sisters in Zion podcast, which we started last year, I think it was, or was it this year? I can't even remember now. It was last year. It was a year ago, probably. It's been about a year. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's so fun. So if you're just newly joining us, um, you know, we started this podcast because we used to just, you know, we became friends like 20 years ago, really good friends. And, and we started having these deep gospel discussions and Kirsten one day was like, we should, we should write a book or record this or something and just share, you know, cause we were, have these insights, you know, and just like, we should just share conversations because our friendship was always so based on spiritual things. And so it was really cool. So we decided to start recording and we're glad you're along for the journey, you know, and what I always want to say is that we are in no way um, experts or authorities on any of the subjects. These are just our experiences, our lives, our interpretations, and where we are at in, in the journey. And sometimes when I'll re-listen to them, I'm like, oh man, I, I don't think I made my point very clear because you get jumbled when you're speaking. And I, you know, I just, that's okay though. I just, I think it's fun just to be raw. Uh, we don't edit and you know re-record. We just are us, and we just want you to feel that we're normal and that it's just great to just be real. And that's why our discussions aren't like all these you know deep do- doctrine gospel principles, but they are very much our own feelings about things and what we're going through as we're navigating life. So, anyway, on that, I was just thinking as. Last week, I know we talked a lot about the saints and we talked, you know, I talked about some, some of our strengths with, um, you know, not comparing our strengths with others, we, you know, with uh, our weaknesses with other strengths and, and um, just being, you know, loving what we do offer for in the world and being really proud of that. I feel like I have to remind myself a lot of the times, and I don't know if proud is the right word, but, but being content and at peace with who you are. Because I have to remind myself a lot of the times where I'm like, like not feeling like I'm really doing a good and doing enough or something else. I'm like, wait a second, we're, that is not true at all. And I was just telling Kirsten, I'm just about done with my doctorate. I mean, it's literally, literally I'll finish this month with my dissertation, writing it. And then I, I know, <laughs> seriously, so excited. And then I'll um, defend the oral dissert, um, the dissertation, the oral defense in January, the very beginning, just after the holidays and I'm done. And it's like, I was just, I don't know. It's this huge lifelong goal that I've had and it's being fulfilled and it's allowing some space to do other things in my life. And it's interesting. Um, one of Kirsten's and my, both of our strengths is achiever. And I'm already like, so excited to like, what else, you know, I want to do and just put on the list and, you know, publish a book and even the novel that I started years ago, but you know, I just hadn't finished and like all these things that I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like it's exciting to like, just be at this turning point and being able to really in this life, we can achieve and accomplish anything that we want to. And sometimes I have to watch myself so that that strength of mine, which is achieving and checklisting things, doesn't get in the way of being connected with God and and doing those things that maybe aren't checklists, like 
spending some, just some peaceful time for, with myself or maybe with my family or things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean it like, like it's not okay to achieve. I just have to watch like, um, cause already my doctor's about done. I'm like, okay, I want to do this and this. And I'm like, hold on. How about you go for a walk on the beach and not have anything on your plate? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I agree with that. hundred percent. I was actually reading in the scriptures the other day. It was actually during maybe right after a fast and I had been fasting about some of the accomplishments, you know, that I want to do and maybe some, maybe some, um, trouble or pick a little pickle that I got myself in because of my overachievingness, you know, and I'm coming back to the Lord. I'm like, "Uh Oh, now I need your help. Cause now I don't know, you know, why I made that decision. I was, I was putting too much on my plate and, um, I was led to Alma chapter 29 in the book of Mormon. And it's so good. And I just, I've read this chapter before. I think we're all probably familiar with it. When I start sharing it, you'll, you'll totally recognize it, but it's like, it hit so hard. And, and so here's Alma and Alma saying, Oh, that I were an angel and could have the wish of mine heart that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God with a voice to shake the earth and cry repentance unto every people. Yea, I would declare unto every soul as with the voice of thunder, repentance and the plan of redemption, that they should repent and come unto our God, that there might not be more sorrow upon the face of the earth. And, and then, you know, verse three, he says, but behold, I am a man and do sin in my wish for I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me. And I was just like, I, I, what I love about the scriptures is Alma's not saying don't go after your big goals and dreams. Like don't, you know, don't go try to be a doctorate or a double presidential diamond or a, you know, whatever, like don't, don't not do that. But also recognize that God has allotted all these things unto you. And so I actually circled that word allotted. And I was talking to one of my friends. Um, she's, she's a business partner of mine. She has five kids. She homeschools all of her five kids. She's really busy. Her kid, she has two kids that are in like professional sports. Their athletic like schedule is just, it's insane, you know? And, and she's such a sweet soul. I just absolutely love her. But she was just saying to me like, oh, Garrison, like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I was able to just share with her, you know, I just want to ask you like, what has the Lord allotted unto you? And that part for you is the part that is, is your work, you know, and everything else that is there is great. I love it all. And Danielle, you've taught me this before when you have, you, you have too much on your plate. And let's say it's like Thanksgiving dinner. It's actually going to be Thanksgiving soon. Right. And I get way too much food and I'm like, Lord, will you sit next to me at the table? And if I just, you know, if I want to put my, why did I get tomatoes? I don't even like tomatoes. Like, will you please, can I just put my tomatoes on your plate, Lord? And the Lord's going to say, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to take your tomatoes for you, Kirsten. By the way, they're good for you. You should eat them. No, he'll just, uh, he'll just love me, right? He'll just love me. Yeah, sure. And then, and then what happens is like five seconds later, I'm like taking my tomatoes back from the Lord's plate. And he's like, Hey, <laughs> I thought you asked me to take these for you. I thought you just wanted the part that I allotted unto you. And then everything else, I was just going to take it back. And we do that, right? We're always like, okay, but I want I have all this trouble and I want to give it to the Lord. And then like five seconds later, you're taking it back from him and you're trying to process it through your own soul again. 
Why do we do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why either. It's like, it, it's when are we addicted to feeling stressed and overwhelmed? It sucks to feel stressed and overwhelmed. You know, yeah. I had the, the other day and I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed. I finally just went like, okay, you know what? I am not going to spiral on this. And I just said a prayer. I said, you know, God, and you know, I said, the Lord, I need you to take this I cannot process right now and don't, and I'm not, I, I just can't. And I said, please take it. And I said, I just am putting faith, right. That whole faith in that you're, we're, it's going to figure out it's all going to be okay, but I don't know right this second and I'm not going to take it on as stress. And so I did that. And I felt myself a couple of times being like, Bleh. Oh no, 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 not coming in my head, doing something else, you know, leaving it to you. And what was interesting was a few hours later, this opportunity came out to actually resolve something with a neighbor that it just was like perfect. I had given it to him. I stopped stressing. And then this, just this ease, ease, easy and peaceful situation came about that I was able to talk to this person. I was like, thank you. I, I didn't even need to stress over it because he makes everything all right. So why, what, what the faith practices, Hey, I've given you this and I know you're going to carry this load for me. I just, I can't carry it right now. I'm not in a great space to carry it. Yeah. I think what I feel afraid of when I think of the real world scenarios, you know, cause, cause it's, it's fun and kind of easy to talk about it in like a theoretical sort of way, right? Like we're talking about it and then, well, I mean, you did give that great example of your neighbors, but I, I can think of some pretty heavy things that I have to deal with. Like it is my job. It is my responsibility. Like I took that on, you know, and if I don't, I'm going to lose my butt. I mean, I could lose my whole, like I could lose all my money. I could lose my house. I could lose my lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like things like that, that are like pretty big deal, pretty big risks, you know, that like we take on. Right. And so I think about, um, how much faith it, it takes to really put this into practice. And so for, you know, for us and, and those of us who are listening, those of you who are listening, like maybe just try it with something small right? It's kind of like a, it's a little practice type of a thing. So I can't remember if I've shared this, but it's such a great story. I think I'll just share it again. So I went to the post office the other day and I had my little three-year-old with me and I got three boxes. I think I might've shared it, but anyway, I got three boxes. There was a big one, a a medium one and a small one. And my three-year-old insisted on carrying the big box. And it was, it was so annoying. You guys, I was in a hurry. I was like late to pick up my kids from school. You know, I was just like, oh my gosh, will you please let me carry this freaking heavy box? Like, ah, you know, and and we can't even like, he won't even let me leave the post office, like, you know, inside the post office without him. And I just drag it. My, my first instinct is like, no, I'm in charge. I'm doing this. I'm carrying the big box. And I just grab him by the arm and I just drag him out of the post office, you know? I didn't hurt him, but I was just kind of like in the tough mama, you know, and we get out there and he is so angry with me. He is just like, no, I can do it. I can do it. You know? So finally I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. This is, you're really, really asking to carry this one. So I let him carry it. And it was really hard for him. Like he didn't have the right grip on the box. His arms were almost not even like long enough to carry the width of it. And and we just walked really slowly, like this little tiptoe, tiptoe, you know, through the parking lot, like super slow. And every once in a while I would ask him, do you want to take a break? And he would say, yeah. And he would put the box down, but he wouldn't let me carry it. 
So he would just put it down, take a breath, stretch his arms, and then pick it back up, you know? So I was there to remind him to take a break from carrying the heavy box, but he really needed, like for his own soul, he needed to carry the box. And, uh, you know, it was a really good lesson. Like what I had asked for something like that, you know, something to teach me what it's like for the Lord when we want to carry our own heavy box and the Lord is right there. Right. He's like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Carry the box. Like, oh my goodness. I, and even, he doesn't even judge us or think anything bad about, you know, it's just like, okay, great. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Wow. Look at you. You are carrying that box. Do you want to take a break? Do you want me to carry it for a little while? Like, you know, and even though he knows he can carry it way better than we can carry it, but there is a part of our soul that does need at least mine, being an achiever and like having this deep belief in, you know, I got to do hard things to get better or whatever. I'm still working on that one. But um, it's really cool when we remember that the Lord is our savior, our, our redeemer, our, you know, advocate with the father, like he's there right there and he loves us so much. And he's, I believe he's excited to do things for us. You know, it's like, and he's always going to do it in like the way that will teach us the very, very best. Yeah, that's such a great little uh, story, though, with your little boy. It's just, it's so, um, what do you call it? Just good example, I guess, of like, yeah, we get to choose. Do we want to carry this heavy box? Because it's part of our earthly experience. Like, yeah, why not? And then we get to choose, you know what? I'm not going to take this on. And as you were talking, I was just thinking like the part of it, like, you know, the things that you need to do to, you know, secure your finances, your house, or all those types of things, like, it's not even that you can, well, maybe you can run away from it, but point being is the stress. So we either feel stress and worry or we feel faith and trust. And it's part of life. I'm not saying like, oh, you're bad if you feel stress. Oh my gosh, I feel stressed too. But, um, but I've been working on when I get out of, so this, this fruits of the spirit are not stress and overwhelm or worry. They're not. That's not the fruits of the spirit. It's not the fruits of charity. So when I notice I get into that state, like I was with my neighbor the other day, um, I just was like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm not going to, you know, I just said to God, like, I need you to help me make this, you know, right between them. And, and I kept stressing like, oh, you know, but, and I, and I had to keep saying, no, I have to keep, keep giving this back to you. I'm okay. And I'm not going to judge myself, them, and and know it'll be okay. And um, my neighbor was doing something that cost us a lot of money and it wasn't a good situation, but it's not a big deal. Point being, um, I, I wanted to keep taking on the stress and the overwhelm and the thoughts of it. And I, and that's, you know, that's where I go. Don't feel the spirit anymore. So that's what I notice. Like if I go into stress and overwhelm and anxiety, we think, Oh, I have to do that to pay for this in order for this to be, um, make it right. Or, you know, my finances or whatever it may be, I have to do this to pay for that. That's not true. The Lord can't help us when we're not aligned with his spirit. And, and, I mean, just speaking to us, you know, and so talking to us. And so it's like, as soon as I would go back and be, no, I want to stay aligned with you. And I'm just going to have you help make this right between, you know, you know, my neighbor and stuff. And he did, he absolutely did without me having to be stressed and anxious and, and all the worry, all that. I didn't have to take that on emotionally. He still made it right. So if I would have taken on great, he probably would have made it right too. But what, 
why did I, why would I have wasted all my, you know, energy on something that's not exercising my faith, like a muscle, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, this is really good. I think it's pretty deep. And I'm imagining our listeners right now, like really taking something specific that they are dealing with in their life. And, and these are real, these are real situations, sisters. Like I don't, you know, we're not at all trying to make light of whatever trial or, you know, tragedy even that you're going through. It really is like you're experiencing it firsthand, right? And the point is that I think you're trying to make is, you know, for me, when, when you were talking, I was feeling like, gosh, maybe I choose to take on the stress and overwhelm of it because I, I the word validated was coming to me. Like it, it makes, it's like it validates the whole experience if I feel the angst and the stress and the pressure of it. And I don't know if that's true. I think that's what you're saying. Like you're still experiencing the entire thing. It's all there for you. It's all there to completely like teach you and help you become exactly who you're meant to be. And the Lord is right there going, I mean, I can help you carry the box. Like you don't have to feel the anger and the pain and the frustration. You could actually choose to give all of that to me. And then we'll walk through this together. We'll totally, we'll dominate this thing, you know? Um, and another thing that I do, so I'll just, I'll just tell you guys, actually, I'll, I'll be open. Um, the thing that's stressing me out the most right now is, <laughs> even using those words is like so cultural. It's stressing me out. Like, ew, okay, cancel, stop. <laughs> um, the thing that's on my mind the most right now that Kyle and I have, you know, it, it's a difficult situation that we got ourselves into. And that was about, uh, you know, six months ago, we felt really inspired. Like it was not this like covetous emotional decision that we made. We both have gone back and read through our journals and like remembered what it was like to feel really strongly about purchasing a second home in Hawaii. You guys, like I bought another house and it's on the beach and it's like five minutes away from my first house. And I bought it to rent it out um, to, to vacationers, you know, travelers, Airbnb, VRBO, that sort of thing, right? And um, there was kind of like some rumors about maybe Hawaii shutting it down, um, Airbnb, but we were just like right in the middle of it and we prayed so much. I believe we even fasted and our fast was like, um, help us to know how to be good stewards over our money and our, our resources. Like we don't want to be foolish with this. Please help us. And then like this door opens up and we just fell. It was like so clear. Okay. So we buy this house and um, it's, I mean, you know, just like anything that's great. It's, it's been 50, 50, 50% of it's been super fun and amazing and profitable. 50% of it has been an absolute nightmare. Like, I mean, septic tank breaking, oven breaking, refrigerator breaking, fences falling down. Like, I mean, just, and then, okay. And then Hawaii decides to completely ban all Airbnbs and VRBOs. And so we got a letter like from the county that's like official, like do you, this is your last, this is your warning. We got one warning. This is your warning. If you, if you keep it up, you guys are done. Like you'll get a huge fine. It's like crazy amounts of money. So we have this house and we're just like, what? Why do we have this house? Lord, we didn't necessarily like need another house. We just really felt, you know, I'm not trying to blame the Lord, but it was definitely like a, felt like a partnership decision, you know? So anyway, 
So here we are. And my, my first instinct has been, oh, nobody else that I know, because first of all, everybody kind of does it here. It's like how most people survive living here. It's, it's a good way to make some money and, and, and also like provide an amazing place for people to stay. It's like so fun. Everybody likes to stay in an Airbnb, you know? Anyway, you can tell I've got a lot of stories about this in my head. I'm trying to keep it together. But so we have to be able to make the money to pay for the house. You know, it's expensive, right? And at first when I got this letter that no, none of my friends have gotten, all my friends are still renting their houses on Airbnb, but I got a letter. Okay. I got in trouble. And I'm like, my first instinct was like, why do we get a letter? Like, gosh, like, that's not fair. Like that sucks. That's like so not cool. And I can't believe it. And nobody else is getting a letter. We're going to get screwed. And like, you know, all the fears and the story and we're going to lose so much money on this. That was so stupid. I can't believe we did this, you know? And then the other day I was just thinking about it differently and, and practicing kind of some of what we talk about. And I was like, huh, wow, I got a letter from the County. How cool is that? Thank you. Thank you so much for that letter because what happened from that letter is dot, dot, dot. And then it was like, fill in the blank. Like, wow, everything happens for me. The Lord is right next to me and totally helping me to maximize and to make every situation like so fantastic. I'm so excited about this letter I got. And so I just started telling myself that. And you know, like a lot of the times when you guys hear our podcast, we're in the middle of this, right? So I, I don't actually know. You guys are going to keep listening. And eventually, I'm going to tell you, um, I've got a few of those cliffhangers going on with you guys that I don't have resolution for right now, but we're in the middle of it. And what I know for sure is that giving that, that faith-filled declaration to your trial is so much more powerful. It, it opens up all of these possibilities. Like I can almost feel the Lord now. I can feel the Lord now going like, yes, open up the possibilities, Kirsten, speak life into this situation. And then I can help you. It's like, our words are so powerful. You guys that like when we speak death or negativity or pain or fear into the situation, we call that in. I am getting an answer. I always get answers on this podcast. As I'm speaking, I can feel the Lord saying, yes, keep speaking life into this. And that is how I will help you. Yay. <laughs> yeah. What he does. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, and that's the faith part. So you had, you know, just as I'm glad you brought your story up because it's such a good example for anybody dealing with, especially with finances. Those can, those can be stressful, but they don't have to be. Like they don't, they, we choose emotionally to feel it, um, choose to take on the fear of it. Oh, what are now? What do we do? And again, we're processing, but what if there was a, a way to process that didn't require you stepping out of the channel of the spirit? What if, well, I mean, obviously there is. So you chose all of a sudden to go back to okay, no, this is for a reason. I'm with the Lord on this. And so you, instead of going from fear, you went to faith. And so every moment that you're like, oh, I don't, know what's gonna I don't need to know. I'm in the Lord's hands. He's going to take care of it. And he does. He absolutely does. He brings things around for you. And, you know, I'll tell you for me, like, uh, you know, having children and being married are two situations. And I'll start with the one with being married. I spent years just feeling 
the fear of it all of not being married and like, and the pain and the anguish and how bad I felt about myself because I wasn't being, you know, married and I'm, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then finally I was just like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. You know what? I have hope and I have faith. My hope is that I'll be married and I'm going to continue to exercise faith that it'll happen. And I'm going to stop living day by day, feeling upset about it or fear in fear of it or angry about it or all that kind of stuff. It really is the same, you know, similar situation. It's just, you choose, do I want to feel stress and anxiety and all that? Um, and I'm not talking about anxiety disorders, obviously as a psychologist, you know, I, I'm aware of that. I'm talking just the, the overwhelm and taking it in our heads and trying to carry that heavy box on our own when the Lord's right there saying, Hey, I can take it or Hey, take a break. Like take a break mentally is what we're saying, right? Like it's that ability to say, okay, you know what? I still have faith. I'm going to be married and I am not going to pine because it didn't do me any good to step out of the spirit that way. I feel like I can stay aligned with God and stay in the spirit when I just have faith in it. I don't know how to work out. I have no idea. I have a question for you. Do you think there ever has been um, value in pining over it? You know, you've, been, you've been going through this for a long time. You know, this is not, yeah. So this has taken you quite a long time to develop this characteristic looking back on the situation and how you have dealt with it emotionally, um, you know, over the, over the past few years, like, do you value the time where you have felt anguish also? Or do you wish that you never, ever would have felt the anguish? Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think most I people, the concept is newer for, I think most people listening. And so for them, they may feel like, well, yeah, but this is like, what I want to feel about it. Like, this is how I do feel about it. You know what I mean? So like, how do you like value that or, or not? Would you, do you wish you would have just known this right from the beginning and saved yourself all those tears? Well, opposition in all things is really important for you to learn and learn to grow, to become more like God. Right. So I don't wish that I wouldn't have felt those things, but I see now how I operated more in fear than in faith. I did not operate in, I did operate in some faith by all means, but I still allowed fear to dominate a lot of my emotions. Um, I was like, I know I'll get married, but I'm so sad. I'm nobody, you know, I, I still went into a lot of negativity about myself. Now, does that mean I made a mistake? It doesn't mean I'm a mistake. I do not think that. I don't know how else you learn things. How else do you learn unless you've you figured out. And thank goodness I was able to use this experience to figure out how to stay more aligned with the Lord. In fact, this really brings up, I read this today in, in the come follow me and I was reading in Romans, but, um, I, I love this. It said it was from sister Linda S Reeves. She says, I do not know why we have the many trials that we have, but it is my personal feeling that the reward is so great, so eternal and everlasting so joyful and beyond our understanding that in the, that day of reward, we may feel to say to our merciful, loving father, was that all that was required? I believe that if we could daily remember and recognize the depth of the love our heavenly father and our savior have for us, we would be willing to do anything to be back in their presence, surrounded by their love eternally. What will it matter? 
we, what we suffered here, if in the end those trials are the very thing which qualify us for eternal life and exaltation in the kingdom of God with our Father and Savior. So I thought that was such a relevant quote. I just read that like right before we started recording and I loved it. But the point of it is, is this is how we qualify. I didn't, I came here as a baby. I had to learn and grow. I didn't just automatically go, Oh, I know how to exercise faith. So yeah, I don't regret like at all how I, how I had to learn those stepping stones in that experience. But Am I so glad for now? Because when I have stressful moments come on, even if it's not, well, it still has to do with marriage for me. And, and I just, I don't, I choose not to take it on anymore. I'm like, nope, I already, my faith is there. Or I had a stressful moment with the, you know, my neighbor the other day like that, for example, or I've, ha- I've actually had stressful financial moments and I've, I have thought, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, nope, you know what? Lord, I need $700. I'm $700 short and I am just not going to take the stress of it on. And I know you're going to help me figure that out. And I, he has, I literally had that one time that it was a 700. I remember because it was like the biggest leap of my faith to not take on the stress about being $700 short that I needed in two weeks. And I just was like, I'm going to leave it in your hands. I'm not going to take on the stress. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to it's going to come. And I chose to think of it that way, which is the first time for me. This was a couple quite a few years ago. And literally within that, within a few days, I had, um, half of it. I had 350, you know, within just a few days. And then by a few days later, so within a week I had the other 350 and I was like, Oh, well, I, that was a much nicer way to live, not stressing out about the 700 and just, and just being in faith that it would come. And it did. So does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I'll, yeah, I've actually been taking notes because this is fantastic. So um, here's the other thing. If you wouldn't have had faith about it or not taken on the stress of it, would it have come anyway? In this particular instance, um, it probably would have, like it was already on its way. Right. And so I think, which I think brings up the good point, which is it was already coming. And so you chose to feel not stressed, but you could have chose to feel stressed anyway. So it's like, it's, it's kind of an interesting lesson of like, well, everything's going to work out for you. It's just a matter of how you choose to feel during the trial. Like it's all going to be resolved. It's going to be okay. Well, but, so like- how do you feel that faith really plays into the power of bringing that $700 to you versus you could have freaked out and lost your mind. And then the $700, you know what I mean? The 700 yeah. would have showed up anyway, but it's not really about the $700, is it? No, I think, no, exactly. You're right. And so there two, two things come to my mind. First of all is the scripture in the Bible that I'm going to totally botch here, but that the Lord knows you know, every single lily in the field and all the sparrows, and he doesn't let them go hungry, the sparrows. And so why our faith has to exercise, right? So there's this faith that, Hey, he's going to take care of me. I'm, I'm one of his sparrows more than a sparrow, right? So he's going to take care of me. That's that faith. So there's that part of it, just the faith part of it. The second part of it is when we are not in faith, we're in fear. You're exercising a realm of power that is not dictated by God. Mm -hmm. And so when you exercise faith, you're in a realm, right? You're in the spirit that is dictated by him. So it does make a difference. So, oh, it'll come anyway. You can just be stressed or not stressed. It'll come. 
Maybe, maybe not though, because here's why. And so when you're not in a space of stress and you're in a space of faith and trust and you're with him, you have the spirit with you. And what does the spirit do? It directs you. It guides you. It, it will have you. So like the other day with my neighbor, for example, I wanted to not have it be awkward. I wanted to resolve the situation. Um, it had to do with our water. And I just was like praying, like I was stressed about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be stressed about it. Just, I'm going to leave it in your hands. Um, I want to learn and I want to do better. And I want to have faith that you'll help me resolve this with this neighbor. Cause I re it really matters to me, um, to have good relationship with my neighbors. Like I love my neighbors. A lot of them are like family to me. And so, so I, I'm thinking I'm coming extra on this, but anyway, about a few hours later, I just felt like I was ready to go. And I left my house. That neighbor happened to be outside. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like when you're aligned and I was able to have this conversation I said, Hey, I'm so sorry if I came off like you know, harsh at all about the situation. I just want you to know. And then he was like, Oh, it's totally fine. I get it. So it was like this perfect moment that God orchestrated. I could never have known to leave my house at that time. And if I'm not aligned with the spirit, right? How, and then I go out there still stressed. And then I'm awkward to the person. Let's say I run into them. Let's say I'm so, so much in fear that I don't even know to leave my house at the time that God's directing me. Or I leave the house and I'm in such fear and I act more awkward to the neighbor. Was just for example, I'm just using this as an it's totally you know minute pro problem. But so it does matter. It does yeah. matter to stay in faith and exercise. So I think the part for me was realizing I don't have to be upset and anxious and stressed and overwhelmed to make this validated. I can just right. say, Hey God, I want to give this to you. And I want to just stay happy and aligned with you and just bring it to my, um, bring it around for me. That's so, so great. I, I also, I want to read. Um, so Alma 29, like I said, I want you guys, if you, if you got it, like right overachievers chapter right here, that's what I did. And I've already been sharing it with some of the, actually our stake president's wife who, you know, as you can imagine, takes on a lot. I shared with her the overachievers chapter. So in verse nine, Alma says, I know that which the Lord hath commanded me, and I glory in it. I do not glory of myself, but I glory in that which the Lord hath commanded me. Yea, and this is my glory, that perhaps I may be an instrument in the hands of God to bring some soul to repentance, and this is my joy. And so as we consider all of the situations that we're dealing with in our life, every single one of them, neighbors and, and you know, county officials and, you know, in-laws and all the people, right? Business associates and children and everything. If our eye is single to the glory of God, all things denote there is a God and all things are pointing towards our heavenly parents' glory, then we don't even think the same way about any situation. We're always reminded of all things turn back to him. So we don't glory in ourselves even when we do. And this is the beauty. This is, I love this so much. I love glorying. I feel so much lighter when I glory in, in God. When I glory in myself, I don't, you know, I mean, it's nice to have a good self-esteem and to love yourself, but, but to like match that glory of myself with the Lord, I guess is what I'm saying. So in this situation where you, 
have something with your neighbor, you know, and, and you, you go back to the Lord and the Lord makes it right. Then you get to glory God, you know, then you're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And the Lord is like, you're welcome so much. And it's this like beautiful exchange of gratitude and love and it glories him more and it glories you. more, And it's just like this amazing thing. You, you plug in to this power source of like, love and charity, right? It's the charity frequency that you talk about so much. And just taking that frequency and plugging every situation in your life to that frequency, I think is, is really the lesson here. And I wrote down a couple of things, you know, you said something after I had asked you, well, do you regret, you know, do you regret the last few years of, you know, being upset about not being married? Or, you know, do I regret the, you know, a few years where I was in a horrible financial situation and was just completely desperate and angry and all of that? Do I regret feeling that way? And you, you said, how else do you learn? And so I think we've answered that though. Like, I think that, you know, all of you who are listening right now and, and, you know, I don't know what age you are or which demographic you're in or, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's time now for you to recognize that there is another way to learn. And I think that, you know, I talk to my business partners a lot about this, especially when they struggle, you know, that you have had a certain set of beliefs that have carried you to this point that that you believe that it must be difficult and you must struggle. And I'm speaking to myself too. Um, to, to learn and to grow. And so how else do you learn? Well, I think we've talked about a few ways that you can learn differently now. And that is really matching the frequency of charity, asking the Lord to, to carry your package for you while you're learning to give your package to the Lord or to give your tomatoes to the Lord. Right. You know, and so it's just a wonderful um, you know, kind of a visualization that you can go through um, taking your certain you know, quote tomatoes or, or post office package, you know, just handing it to the Lord and saying, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of botching this one, Lord. <laughs> Can you please take this? I am making, it is a disaster and I am so sorry. And I don't know how to fix it. I, I really am at a loss here and not taking on the stress. Right. And, and so if you've, if you have believed in your past or 10 minutes ago in your past that you must take on the stress of something or let the fear of it dominate you, that is something to let go of now. So it's a practice, right? And I think you and Danielle, I mean, I really do feel like probably in the last year, this has been my biggest lesson of this year is like not letting the fear dominate. Um, I, even when I'm, when I make mistakes, you know, it's like, it's a quick recovery. And, and I think that that's something that each of us can aspire to, right. Is like a, it's just a quicker recovery. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go low again. It doesn't mean you're not going to get upset or freak out, but it's, it's not staying in that place of fear and stress for as long. And maybe like for the whole year of 2020, like your whole goal is just going to be like, okay, what used to send me spinning into a negative vortex for weeks is now going to be, you know, five days. And then after five days, I'm going to get out of it, you know, and then you just start cutting down that time and recognizing that the Lord is with you every step of the way. And, and that you can actually choose to, and I would say this, like everything you make up, even these words, like everything you make up in your head is just what you're choosing to create about it. You know, I mean, you could actually say, I now choose to immediately 
you know, use the Lord. I immediately, like there is no amount of time and staying in that frequency of charity. We could choose that. I do believe that we could choose that. I I'm not there yet, but, but that's the purpose of life. I love how you just summed it all up. It was so beautiful, but that is the purpose of life to like learn to use his powers to use the power of the priesthood within your own life, to use his, the power of faith. And so what, you know, for me, when I started like really practicing this principle and I, I stopped like thinking, Oh, I have to lash at myself. And that's how I learn. Cause that's not how you learn. Right. You don't, kid doesn't learn as good if they learn better with love rather than a, you know, slap. But even though I'm not saying you don't have to slap your kids sometimes, so I'm just kidding. But anyway, point being, or, or drag them by the arm out of the post office. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the point is, start with something small. I I would say like, if I were to, you know, give you like a little exercise for the week, find your, you already know you sisters that are, you know, they're listening. You probably already have something that is stressing you out or, you know, causing you, you know, to have fearful emotions come in. I would just say practice maybe just for five minutes and say, Hey, I'm actually going to give, have some faith. I'm going to try for five minutes, Lord. I know you're going to take it and I'm just going to feel at peace. And, um, the first, the other thing I want to step back and say is it's not saying that you don't ever feel like anything negative or fearful that I, I do. I just take it to him rather than sitting in it all of the time. I'm like, it's like, you know, if my, cat vomits a hairball. Sorry for the nasty, but, and it's like, well, I could let it sit there for a long time if I want. Sure. But you know what? I'm just going to have it be cleaned up right away. And so I take it to the Lord. I express a lot of like what I'm feeling, you know, maybe it's anger, maybe it's fear. And I'm like, Oh, I feel this. I'm like, but I'm going to give it to you. And I imagine boxing it up in a package or I imagine like that it's words that are, I give over to him. Like I imagine it in different ways and that strengthens my faith and also the neurons in your brain to like visualize like however you need to give it to him that I physically hand it to him. And so that really helps me. And that's what the whole back to the conversation with the plate. It's like, Hey, I'm physically handing this to you. I'm giving it on your plate. And so why would you go take it back from his plate when you already gave it to him? And that helps my faith. I just, I go, no, no, no. I gave it on your plate. So find something, maybe five minutes, you'd give it on his plate. Maybe it's 10 express the emotions to him. I've, I've screamed in, in the car once I was so mad. And I was like, I was, I was, I wasn't mad at the Lord. I was just mad at the situation. And I just started crying and was mad. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. I'm done. So feel free to express, but feel free to also let him clean up that energy. You know, we call it energy, but it's just, you know, words. When I speak a word, isn't it's an energy. And even to go further there, you know, when you have a high note that people hit with singing, it can break glass. So there is an actual energy to that. So that's what I mean by that. So anyway, just practice, like, you know, whatever you need to do, get it out, give it to him and then say, okay, I'm going to practice faith. I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to be stressed about it. And if I do, I know I've taken back from your atonement. Yeah. So I'm, I, I have a few more questions cause I'm, I'm really going to do this. Like I actually was just reminded of a time about 20, holy crap. Wow. Time flies. Um, 24. Seven years ago. <laughs> I wanted to say 20 years ago, but I'm like, oh no, it's actually been longer than that. Okay. Anyway, it's been a while. 
um, when I had gotten myself into a situation where I was not in alignment with any of the commandments, you know, that I had been raised with, I was not living, you know, um, really any, you know, I don't want to say any, there were some that I was pick, I was picking and choosing the commandments I was living. And there was some pretty, pretty big ones that I was choosing to experience, you know, that were outside of the commandments. And, and I, and I knowingly did it. I willingly did it. I knew it was wrong and I did it anyway. And I just, for whatever reason, my soul just chose it, you know? And I look back on that now and I'm, I'm at peace because of the atonement. I know that that has been cleansed from me and that every, even, even my willfulness has been, has been swallowed up in the atonement as I serve the Lord. But nevertheless, I, I was in a situation I will never, ever forget. I was so upset and I knew I was stuck, like pretty deeply stuck. And I knelt down and I, I prayed, I was like downstairs at my boyfriend's house. I like went in the, in the corner of his living room, like I hid or I was like hiding or something. And I knelt down and I just broke into pieces. I just sobbed and I was just like this broken child. And I was so ashamed. I was just like, I don't even know. I don't even know. There's no words. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Like, is there any way that you could, um, could make this right? And if you say no, I understand because I did it, you know, like it's, it was such a humble, you know, I don't know if it's humiliating, but just humility, you know, is just like such a broken, broken little girl. And I was just reminded as I was talking about my house situation, after the spirit brought back this situation that was so long ago, it brought it back to me and reminded me, um, remember when you were that broken, <laughs> you know, remember when you made those mistakes, like intentionally, because there's part of me with this whole house situation. That's like, you know, logically wants to be like, well, you made the decision. I mean, you knew like there was risks in it. Like nobody forced you to go spend all your money on that. You know what I mean? Like it was, you can't blame the Lord. I mean, it's, you know, you got to make decisions about stuff. Right. But I was just reminded, the Lord just reminded me through the spirit that I was a lot more broken back then. I made a lot of worse mistakes and he cleaned that up. So, so beautifully. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's just a complete miracle. And I actually believe and this is me putting my mind on the mind of God. And this really, like, like Danielle said in the beginning, <laughs> we're not proclaiming that we know everything, but I do feel maybe those special cases that are just completely impossible, like broken beyond belief. Maybe those are the special cases that the Lord actually gets a little excited about. You know what I mean? Where he's like, oh, <laughs> watch how I fix this for you, Danielle. You know, like watch this. Daughter, I love you so much. Look how powerful. Look at all the love I have for you. It's all here. Even though you can't even, there's no possible way. Like it's not even physically possible. Nothing makes sense. And yet here, watch how I just sprinkle this amazing miracle and just bring like to life all of these things that are in your heart. That is true. I know that's true for each of us. I have seen it. And so along with the exercise that... Danielle was giving, you know, just like five minutes of, of giving it to the Lord. I want to 
also ask you to remember back and, and maybe it really has been like 30 years for you. You know what I mean? Maybe it really has been a long time or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Remember a time where the Lord fixed something for you that was completely broken. And it'll, it'll give you that courage and that faith to know that it is possible, right? Like, and so we, we, the further we get away from miracles, like they become more dim and they're kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, so maybe going back to remember another time where the Lord fixed a problem or a big trial for you will give you that kind of like faith and remembrance um, that will give you the power to actually apply that to what you're currently experiencing. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that and being vulnerable. That's a really good example. Love it about how much he does want. He does want to fix things. He wants us more than anything to stay aligned with him. And the way we don't, so that helped me because I was like, okay, he wants me to stay aligned with him. I'm not staying aligned with him if I'm all stressed out and all those, you know, taking on the fear. That's not him. So, okay, perfect. Then I want to stay aligned and I'm going to do this. And that faith, exercising that faith. In fact, the other day after, um, after that great conversation with a neighbor, everything was clear. It was so awesome. I got in my car and I, like you said, I felt so much joy and love. I was just like, it was like emotional, like tears, like, Oh, you are so amazing. Like, thank you. I feel like he gets, he wants to do things in our life. We are not burdening him. That's what he says in the scriptures give me your burdens. He's like, please. (laughs) So I just, I feel like it's been such a help for me just to express my burdens to him. I imagine giving them over to him in any way I can. And then I just stay aligned with him. And if I start to not, then I go, Oh, sorry, here, take, give this back. And you know, he's like, yeah, I love tomatoes. I'll take them. (laughs) Anyway. So, you know, it's funny. I was at dinner last night with my friend and, and she asked, I I had put my tomatoes on the side of my plate and she's like, Hey, are you going to eat those? I know you do this with me all the time. I'm like, no. And so it's funny because it was just a recent experience. And now as I'm going back and reflecting on it, I can almost see the Lord going, see, you, you told me this, Danielle, you told me this with peas and I actually like peas. So that didn't resonate with me as much, but you say tomatoes and I'm like, oh yeah, tomatoes. I'm not taking the tomatoes back. I won't be taking those tomatoes back. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah. So however it really lands for you, sisters, think of your least favorite food, give it to the Lord and you, and don't be taking it back. Don't take those tomatoes back. Yeah. I love it. It just strengthens. If you can do visualizations as much as possible in the sense of like realistic things for you, it strengthens neural patterns in the brain, which helps strengthen your faith. Faith is a muscle. It's, and it is a power. How do you think? I mean, mountains are moved by faith. So if we can practice faith with, start with something little, I mean, it doesn't have to be like something huge, like all of your finances, or maybe the loss of a loved one or lot being married, start with something small and just practice it. And as you do that, it allows him in so much more that it, it, it broadens your faith. It's like, wow, this is really cool. Like I can do this with this now and then this now. So that would be, you know, that's, that would be my experience and my exercise, but thank you so much, everyone for being honest. It's so much fun to talk about all of this stuff. I just love processing with you and Kirsten. I love your stories too. Thanks for sharing. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.